0: Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. Since the Biden administration seized the reins of power in Washington, both Russia and Turkey have been forced to contend with a more hostile foreign environment to their interests and practices. Consequently, both strategies and tactics have seemingly altered, shifting the sands in all of the theaters these two powers are jointly present in, both diplomatically and militarily. To analyze the relations of Moscow and Ankara amid quickly changing realities, we're joined from the city of Mugla in Turkey by Mr. Yusuf Erim, who is the TRT World Editor-at-Large. Thank you for joining us. Also joining us from Central Israel is Professor Ze'ev Khanin, who is an expert on Russian and Middle Eastern studies at bar Ilan and Ariel Universities. Thank you for joining us as well. A pleasure
2: to be with
1: you. And with me here in the studio is our TV7 analyst and uh, host of Watchmen Talk, Mr. Amir Oren. Amir, give us a broader understanding on the latest developments pertaining to this specific topic.
0: So obviously, Russia and Turkey are the most important and uh, almost the only Eurasian powers. They are both uh, straddling uh, both continents, Europe and Asia, and uh, they are uh, projecting power uh, to many directions and they have interests uh, in several countries adjacent to them, and uh, even uh, further, not only in the near abroad, as the Russians call it, but also across the Mediterranean, uh, as we have seen uh, most recently with uh, Turkey's policy vis-a-vis Libya. Now, um, President Erdogan has now uh, been in power for more than 18 years. And um, one may see a shift uh, recently, even though it is not uh, a declared one, from ideology to geostrategic considerations. And uh, as we all know, historically, Turkey always feared the Russian bear. Now, several years ago, um, Turkey had other interests um, as uh, more of a priority. And uh, it has a troubled relationship with the European Union, of which it is not a member. It is, of course, a member in good standing of NATO, but NATO and the EU are not uh, one and the same. However, it must have American backing if it is in trouble with the Russians. And whether this is uh, what uh, President Erdogan now sees as uh, more of a priority or not, one can see that uh, during the first uh, several months of this year, 2021, relations uh, had seemingly improved with some of uh, Turkey's uh, rivals and adversaries in the region, uh, with Egypt over Libya, even with Greece, which is of course the uh, arch rival, perhaps with Israel, though not uh, over the last several days when there was tension over uh, Jerusalem. And the United Arab Emirates too, uh, used to be with Egypt and Israel in the uh, camp uh, uh, considered hostile by Turkey, but uh, perhaps uh, not anymore. So the Moscow uh, vis-a-vis Ankara
1: relationship is probably going a reassessment now. Mr. Arim, I'd like to hear your take uh, on uh, uh, the current perspective from Ankara's uh, point of view, how do you see the the maneuvering, the the various rapprochements that have been engaged, of course. The meeting uh, in uh, Egypt, uh, the the exploratory talks in Greece, uh, there's so much happening right now uh, that uh, one needs a lot more than a few minutes to to actually divulge everything that's been ongoing. But uh, give us a little bit of an understanding. What is the current focus on a strategic level uh, from Turkey's perspective?
3: Well, when we look at the two engagements between Turkey and Russia in the international theater, we see... Libya, and Syria, uh, both entering uh, a political track. Uh, the, the main kinetic engagement in both uh, countries is now over as the conflict is slowly dying down, and we're seeing some type of step taken towards a political solution, political dialogue. So this alone has <clears throat> been very important in lowering the stress on the Turkey-Russia front. So, so that's been a very important uh, development on Turkey-Russia relations, but— Now there's going to be also competition for rebuilding contracts and also being able to raise uh, their level of influence with the government in Libya and also uh, who's going to be in power in Syria as well. So uh, this uh, common notion that both sides cooperate and compete at the same time is going to continue going forward. Now, also, when we look at what's happening in the Caucasus with uh, Armenia destabilizing and then now also going... To a election, Azerbaijan taking Nagorno Karabakh back, and also Turkey flexing its muscles into uh, Central Asia. That's also going to be another flashpoint between Moscow and Ankara as well. But uh, overall, when we look at the relationship right now, uh, it's definitely maintainable. It's sustainable, but the Biden presidency in America looks like it's going to put pressure on Turkey-Russia relationship from time to time, as Biden is going to want to rebuild the NATO coalition. And it's going to look to Turkey uh, to be able to bring Turkey back into the NATO fold. And uh, we see a lot of times many people say Turkey is shifting east. Turkey's not shifting east. We hear the word strategic autonomy a lot in the European Union. Turkey's also exercising its own strategic autonomy in its foreign policy. It's centering its foreign policy. So that centering from a Western uh, point of view looks like a shift east when in reality, It's just hedging its bets as the world is shaping into a multipolar world.
1: Professor Hanin, uh, your take on this, of course, from Moscow's perspective. What do you hear in Moscow, in Tsvalensi Square, as well as in the Kremlin? If we will have into
2: account what people say in uh, Moscow and how they define the situation, uh, if you will read the recent uh, analysis of the local think tanks, uh, I would say that in principle, they get, we get the same picture as colleagues described uh, from the point of view of Jerusalem and point of view from Ankara. Uh, the difference is that uh, Moscow uh, makes uh, absolutely different conclusions, and uh, of course, these conclusions the affect. Uh, their position in terms of the, the relations with Turkey. Uh, so, according to people in Russia, as far as we understand the situation, uh, they believe that Turkey is trying to sit between two chairs, or both on the two chairs, chairs, like, say, in Russia. Uh, like, we, like, like they say in Russia. Uh, so, on one hand, uh, they believe that they are able to coordinate uh, their behavior with Washington. On the other hand, uh, to make ad hoc uh, deals and agreements with Moscow. Uh, that, in some way, worked. Uh, in the period when uh, the previous American uh, administration stayed in power uh, we can take into account the fact that uh, uh, even uh, the uh, turkey wasn't uh, uh, severely punished uh, for the contract with the s400 uh, they signed with Moscow that so the only problem they had uh, that uh, turkey was removed from uh, the, the, the f-35 project but on the other hand um, okay despite uh, uh, quite substantial conflict of the, the conflicts of the recent recent years and misunderstanding between Ankara and Moscow uh, and uh, Ankara and Washington. They were not severely punished at the moment. The current Biden Biden administration is changing the rules of the game. Uh, first of all, because of the fact uh, that the, um, uh, the, foreign, the the Middle East and the, uh, Black Sea uh, Balkanian and so on policy of the United States is different. So they believe that they are not interested in Turkey. Uh, not in the fact, uh, uh, in in the case that it was previously, that uh, it will be sort of a threshold of uh, Moscow expansion. So they prefer, Americans prefer, that Europeans will deal with Turkey uh, and uh, uh, they are able to afford, I'm talking about Washington, uh, the current administration, they're able to to afford implementation of the sort of ideology uh, into their relations with Turkey. Let us remember that Biden, for instance, uh, during the electoral campaign, they called Turkish leader autocrat, and now it's able to uh, would like to show that he is, uh, is unable to, to stand uh, um, uh, the n- so-called non-liberal regimes, including the Turkish regime. Uh, so uh, uh, Ankara attempts to play the Russian card and insists that with only Turkey, the only non-NATO member. Which is able to to stop Russian uh, expansion of Kremlin uh, is not works very much uh, in concern of their, their their relations. For so, Russians exper- Russian experts believe that whatever happens on this track uh, for Ankara, there is no choice uh, to deal with with Moscow, and that is that means that uh, Ankara will be a junior partner in their in this in their um, dialogue uh, with Moscow at the moment.
1: Indeed, Mr. Oren. I- Earlier, you said that Turkey uh, historically was afraid of the Russian bear. However, it seems that uh, under President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, he has seen himself an equal to Putin in many aspects. When uh, the Russians invited Egypt to come and, and do a joint maneuver, a naval maneuver, in the Black Sea, suddenly we saw... Uh, Turkey, on the other hand, during the same period of time, uh, doing maneuvers with Ukraine, doing maneuvers also with the Americans, but signing new agreements with Ukraine, selling unmanned aerial vehicles, uh, which have also offensive dimensions to the Ukrainians, and really bolstering Uh, their relations with Ukraine, which is the biggest adversary currently of uh, Russia in its backyard, something that, of course, in Moscow they saw in a very bad light. Same thing with regard to Azerbaijan. Of course, it's seen as the backyard of the Russians. Uh, Turkey doesn't really uh, regard the Russians as that big of a threat, seemingly, uh, if it's willing to play as an arbitrator and be actively also uh, in the operations during the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. And we see also the situation in Libya being an opposing side, Syria as well. How do you see this actually evolve considering the fact that the United States is seemingly seeking to pivot to the east and Russia and Turkey are quite frankly very interested in bolstering their capacity in the region? So
0: we have to look back uh, several centuries, uh, not only several days. Um, People are now marking the uh, uh, bicentennial of Napoleon's death. After Napoleon, Germany and Russia were the two rivals uh, trying to shape Europe's uh, uh, geography and history. And Turkey was aligned with Germany against Russia, And we won't go uh, into the the entire history of the Crimean War and 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 the rest But we are back to Crimea now and the Russians have succeeded In making their invasion of the uh, Crimea and Donbass a fait accompli It has taken place Seven years ago when Joe Biden was vice president. This is one of the most formative experiences of his time as Barack Obama's number two, and he wants at least to stop uh, what he sees as Russian expansionism. But from the Russian point of view, it's a success, because this is the status quo now. The Turks, and um, the Black Sea was mentioned here, along with the naval maneuvers. For the Turks, of course, they know that they are holding the Russians at the Straits, uh, the uh, Monterey Convention notwithstanding. Um, the Russians have to go through the Straits in order to uh, get to the uh, Mediterranean. So it's, it's the old game. This, this is not the great game of uh, Afghanistan. This is another great game in the Black Sea and the Mediterranean because we here are land people. We always think about armies or at least air forces. But this is um, an area for navies. This is a Mediterranean theater. And Turkey is a great naval power. Of course, its contribution to NATO was first as the largest land force after the United States and its contribution during the Korean War. But uh, one of its most strategic uh, assets is its navy, plus the fact that if you look at it from the Russian point of view, it's the equivalent of Cuba, which is why President Kennedy quietly took out the Jupiter missiles in 1962 um, as in return for Khrushchev taking out his missiles out of Cuba. So if the Cold War is coming back in any shape or form, Turkey will have a center
1: seat on this stage. Indeed, uh, mentioning, of course... Germany and uh, Turkish historic alliances and vlutchev About a week ago a couple weeks ago. He visited Berlin met with Heiko Maas the foreign minister of Germany during which uh, Germany was uh, quite eager to portray uh, European Turkish relations as bolstering uh, as uh, being uh, more positive than the year prior, of course, during the height of tensions between Greece and uh, uh, Turkey. Uh, do, do you see the the current efforts to somehow revive uh, a certain alliance between Germany and Turkey uh, is at the same time due to the various tensions that are ongoing with Russia and seeing Turkey as a possible arbitrator in, in such a reality? And uh, how do you see the... the Uh, current makeup, also on a regional scale. What are the implications? I think uh, the tensions in Ukraine uh,
3: definitely spooked uh, a couple EU and NATO countries in the Baltics. Uh, I think Turkey coming to Ukraine's aid, being the first country to uh, express solidarity with Ukraine, Zelensky's first trip being to Ankara right after tensions were sparked, Uh, sent a strong message to uh, many countries uh, showing that Ukraine is counting on Turkey to be an important supporter. Now, uh, we talked about uh, during this program, Turkey uh, being afraid of Russia. I don't think Turkey's afraid of Russia militarily. I think it doesn't want direct confrontation with Russia. And uh, due to this proxy confrontation it's been manageable on the foreign policy level because all conflict uh, between russia and turkey over the past five years have been on the proxy level and turkey will continue to avoid direct confrontation if it's not needed But that doesn't mean that Turkey won't support Ukraine, and that doesn't mean that Turkey restricts Russian expansion in the region. It does restrict Russian expansion. If Turkey was not in Syria right now, the uh, whole country would be under Russian control. If Turkey was in Libya, the whole country most likely would be under uh, Russia's control via Haftar. So Turkey does... Uh, limit Russian expansion. And I think these Baltic states uh, have seen that Turkey backing Ukraine, uh, seeing Turkey as a very important uh, uh, bulwark against Russian expansion. So I think the Germans see that as well. Many EU countries see that as well. And at the end of the day, Turkey's in the region. So uh, if there was any type of high readiness uh, maneuvering needed to counter Russia, Before any NATO troops uh, could actually move into the region, when we look at the uh, infrastructure of Eastern Europe, uh, how hard it is to get NATO tanks into the region, NATO uh, uh, warships into the region, NATO aircraft into the region, could take months. The Turks are already in the region. So when we look at this from a NATO perspective, a high readiness level perspective, Turkey is very, very important to countering Russia. It was very important to countering the Soviets in the 70s and 80s. And it's still important to countering Russia right now.
1: Professor Hanin, your take on this, and really from a Russian perspective, how do the Russians see this? Uh, Do they truly see Ankara also as an obstacle to their regional interests? Well, in fact, in your short question, there are three questions. Uh, So I would translate
2: it this way. Um, What Russians, uh, how Russians see and what they are happy or unhappy uh, uh, about in concern of their relations on the Turkish track. What they're able to do, the the second question. And the third question, what they, in fact, doing and intend to do. Let me address very briefly to each three of them. So Russians are unhappy. Uh, uh, with the um, uh, behavior of Turkey concern of the Russian allies or clients uh, in Libya and Turkey uh, and uh, Syria I'm sorry here in the Middle East uh, in the Middle East so uh, all these uh, uh, that is so unfraternal relations uh, between these groups uh, actually they are not accepted in Moscow with a, in a positive way uh, secondly uh, Russians are not very happy Uh, in terms of the effectivity, which is, in fact, effectivity in the full meaning of this word, uh, of the Turkish position in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh crisis. Uh, In fact, uh, Turkey uh, succeeded uh, to infiltrate there and to capture the territory and capture the niche, which was uh, in Moscow they saw as a point of exclusive interest of of, of Russia. Russia. And third, uh, uh, Russians are not happy. In concern of the Turkish position, as colleagues said, uh, concerning uh, uh, Ukraine uh, and the Kyiv behavior uh, vis-a-vis Moscow. Uh, As we know, uh, during the Vladimir Zelensky visit to Turkey in October 2020, both sides signed the declaration of steps uh, in terms of the deoccupation of the Crimea. Uh, uh, they talk, uh, they were talking they were talking about uh, the presence of russia and russian allies in eastern ukraine. So uh, uh, Ukrainians are buying um, uh, uh, Turkish uh, military armament and other production uh, so uh, ukrainians uh, signed the contract of buying of uh, uh, the various uh, so-called uh, game changing uh, armament uh, from turkey so uh, each time when, that, uh, when Mr. Erdogan is talking about de-escalation, still he makes a stress uh, that uh, uh, Turkish sympathy on the Ukrainian rather than Russian side. That is why Russia is not happy about it, and uh, uh, in, in, in principle, uh, in Russia they are discussing the question uh, whether uh, Turkey is serious, in Ankara they are serious, uh, by saying that if uh, Russia has the connections, uh, relations uh, with the uh, uh, departments, uh, with the filials of the uh, uh, Working Party, uh, Labor Party of Kyrgyzstan uh, in Syria, uh, and uh, is, uh, uh, is not interested uh, to stress them. Uh, the, the, in concern of the de-escalation uh, of the Turkish-Syrian border. So they, from, from this point of view, uh, Turkey is able to do whatever uh, they consider to do uh, on this, that means Russian-Ukrainian border. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, that is why uh, Russians would be able to, to make a uh, substantial pressure in Turkey. But at the moment, this pressure makes very limited. Uh, because of the fact that it's because of the reasons I will not come uh, come back to them uh, Why Russia and Turkey are interested in the mutual relations more than disagree on this or that point? Uh, so in fact uh, the Ankara policy they say it for uh, see it from Moscow uh, is uh, 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 Use Ukraine uh, not just uh, uh, or not so much against Russia, but more as the to, to put their steps there uh, concerning the economic, uh, geopolitical, and diplomatic interest, and to have a sort of a plus uh in the uh, further movement of Turkey in the areas, uh, in the regions, uh, mainly Turkish-speaking regions of Russian federations, uh, on the southern border of Russia. Uh, that is why Russians are actually, that's my last point I would like to raise, uh, they, on one hand, they would like to show their dissatisfaction to Turkey. And uh, um, the I would say that uh, uh, limiting of the air space flights, uh, air flights, I'm sorry, uh, from Moscow to uh, Turkish uh, Turkish territory, Turkish status is actually sort of an indication of Russian dissatisfaction. By the way, uh, a recent opinion poll. Uh, that was published in Russia by the Levada Center. Uh, it showed that uh, uh, about 44% of Russians, they believe that uh, the, these flights were limited uh, due to the corona- uh, COVID uh, um, uh, uh, pandemic, uh, but uh, about the same uh, share about half They believe that it's due to the diplomatic and uh, geop- geostrategic reasons. Uh, and uh, by the way, about half of the Russians support it. Uh, despite that Turkey is a, a very important place uh, for the Russian tourists. Uh, but uh, as far as the Washington is not able to uh, make a reset of their relations with Turkey uh, in uh, both in Moscow and in Ankara, I believe uh, that both sides they have uh, no way uh, but uh, to strengthen their relations despite of the all the disappointments and disagreement they have at the moment.
1: indeed uh, Mr. Owen. Despite disagreements, despite the challenges uh, that may be perceived either in Ankara or in Moscow, uh, there is a lot of cooperation there. Uh, of course, uh, Russia is the one which is constructing uh, the nuclear reactor for uh, uh, Turkey. As uh, was mentioned earlier, uh, the uh, Turkey was willing to forego, even though it uh, might not have uh, uh Viewed it as such, but it was willing to forego the F thirty five aspect of things with uh, the the acquisition of the S four hundred, and it seems like uh, its domestic uh, military uh, focus is much more uh, developing at this stage. Of course, uh, it uh, is also looking for the possibilities of potentially purchasing the Sukhoi thirty five or other uh, military hardware from. Uh, Russia and then upgrade it from its own uh, uh, domestic uh, uh, technological uh, developments. How do you see the current situation with regard to Israel, with regard to uh, the situation in Lebanon, in in, uh, Syria? There's so many various aspects in this region that Turkey and Russia are seemingly aligned on. So, Turkey um, has
0: been uh, seen as very assertive over the last uh, several years. And uh, the simplistic image or stereotype is that Erdogan's policy is uh, half Ottoman and half Islamist. But uh, the reality is much more pragmatic. And uh, because of uh, the um, economic problems, the, uh, the currency... Um, Obviously, Turkey needs a shot in the arm in order to uh, recover uh, some of the problems um, uh, it has. And one can look at the uh, relatively mute reaction to Biden's uh, statement regarding the Armenian genocide. Uh, If you were to predict it um, ahead of this uh, statement, you would have thought that relations will be broken, there will be a crisis. All in all, um, this is behind us, uh, due to Erdogan's wise decision to let it go. Of course, to react to it, but rhetorically, but not uh, break relations uh, about it. Now, uh, the West, and including Israel, pays more for the F-35 and its engine because the Turks are out of the job now. They were part of the cooperative work when work stopped because of the shanksons um, there is a delay in the supply of F35s to other customers including perhaps Israel
1: the F35s wings were actually manufactured in Turkey yes there w- there war. was
0: um, um, a labor a, a, div- a share of the uh, division of labor be- between uh, some 9 or 10 Uh, producers uh, Israel Israel too. So uh, when one looks ahead, especially as an Israeli government uh, Is going to be uh, set up there will be a new Israeli president a ceremonial position in two months time There will be a good a good opportunity for both countries to warm
1: their relations indeed and Uh, this relationship is very important for both countries. and uh, It's uh, going to have impact on any country in the region, regardless uh, of its size or power. But uh, unfortunately, this is all the time that we have for today. So I'd like to thank Mr. Arim, Professor Khanin as well as Mr. Oren for being part thank of today's you. panel. And I'd like to thank our viewers as well. And we will see you next time.